BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I wanted to tell you about Pear Eyewear because what an amazing idea that understands that we need more than one pair of glasses. And people that wear glasses every day, like, I get it. You want to change it up. It's on your face. Why wear the same pair of glasses all the time? And Pear Eyewear allows you to buy a base frame and then change it up with different magnetic top frames. I got uh, sunglasses top frames because I don't need a prescription. Sorry, not sorry. Get glasses as unique as you are. One pair infinite style starting at just 60 bucks and 15% off at pairiwear.com slash not skinny. That's pair P-A-I-R eyewear.com slash not skinny to get 15% off your first purchase. I want to apologize because I'm such a perfectionist and I'm an idiot also, a perfectionist idiot. And I forgot to use my mic on this interview with Leah McSweeney. So it recorded like on my um, Apple headphones and it sounds like not good and not up to par with the rest of my episodes. I love hearing good crispy audio and I know that is the best podcast experience for everyone. So please forgive me that this episode, my audio stinks and I love you. And I and I hope that you still love me. Also, it's my birthday today. So like, I'm really chill. Didn't make a big deal. But it's my fucking birthday. Okay. Uh, one of you actually DM'd me like when I said, Oh, my God, I didn't even think about, about the fact that it, my birthday is coming up. One of you was like, I mean, you say that every year because every year I'm like, Oh, my God, I'm so chill. What's happening? Who am I? But I am I'm really chill. So zero expectations. Just like, you know, going to be super low key. But like, if you guys don't wish me happy birthday, I'm fucking going to be done with you. This is Amanda Hirsch from the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. You might know me from Not Skinny But Not Fat on Instagram, where I spend my time talking about reality TV, celebrities, everything happening, and pop culture. I also talk to some of our favorite celebs and reality TV stars. We talk about what's going on. Tune in every Tuesday and just feel like you're talking with your best friends in your living room. Hi, Leah McSweeney. Hi. <laughs> I haven't talked to you in forever. I know. I was just flashing back to the last time you were on. You were first season of Roni, flying high, yeah. like a kite, like not on yeah. drugs, but on life. Yeah, I am still. 
Oh, good. Well, I'm so happy. But that was like the beginning kind of of the wow of reality TV. So was it when I, was it when it first started airing that I? Yeah. And everyone was obsessed with you. Yeah. Because you really, it was like, we needed that like fresh vibe on, on, on the show. People are still obsessed with me, just some of them not in a positive way. <laughs> Wait, why are you thinking that I'm saying that? I'm saying, I'm not saying they're not anymore. I'm saying where we were. I mean, because everybody, I'm just going to start everyone. I mean, like I've been doing a lot of press with the book and everyone's always brings up, you were so loved the first season. And then the second season, I'm just like, oh my God, can we stop with this? It's like, this is not like a new thing that like you're hated one season, you're loved one season. It's like, come on, like it's old news. Okay. Well, first of all, you're going to like be mad at me, but I, I think I even told you that I didn't really keep up with the second season as much. Oh my God. I'm so not mad at you at okay. all. Okay. Um, because I loved, like, I was, I literally with the housewives in New York was my favorite. And then I think the, the second season, like the oh, last season, I want to just, let's forget that it even exists. I'm glad you didn't watch it. We don't have to talk about it. I'd like to pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> like it's over. <laughs> so, but no, but my, me saying all that stuff was not even talking about the second season because I didn't watch it. It was literally me trying to pull myself back the last time that we spoke and you were on my podcast. And you were experiencing this new thing of being on the show and you brought this different energy. We were talking shit. You were honest about, you know, the things. And we even were talking about, was it PETA guy? Or yeah, yeah, PETA ship. We were talking about PETA ship. I remember, I remember. I know, I just got all defensive before. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, I'm used to it at this yeah. point, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but I do. I remember sitting in my on my dining table. I remember in my apartment. I remember Tinkerbell. No, what? Wait, did I make up her name? Oh, it says Angel. Angel. Mm, yeah, little Angel. Now I have Ruby also, who's a psycho. But um, is it the same kind of dog? Yeah, but she's a long-haired chihuahua, and she's an apple head, not a deer head, and she's insane because she's from Brooklyn and she's an attitude. Oh my God, those little dogs are shitheads, though. Now they are. They really are. And you wrote a book, which is part of why we're here today, Chaos yeah. Theory. So much stuff has gone on since the last time I've been on your show. It's honestly like I've had like seven different lives or something. You're a Jew now. I'm a Jew. I mean, there's so much. There's so much. I have a new Chihuahua. I'm a Jew. I have a book. So I just. I'm obsessed with you becoming a Jew. You know, like. I know. I, you know, what's so funny is I remember the last time we were on the podcast. Sorry, guys, you're going to have to tune in to part one. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of like setting you up and I, I literally got off the podcast with you and I have um, my brother-in-law is like 39. Um, so I was like, perfect. Like maybe he has like friends. Yeah. And I remember talking to one of his friends who's like Israeli and you were telling me your type that you like, like the Israeli attitude. And I don't know if I ever told you that I was talking to him. And he was like, oh, but she's not Jewish. And now I should go back. Now it's a whole different story. Exactly. Wait, you need to tell people, first of all, you're Irish, right? I'm Irish and Italian. So Irish Catholic. Yeah. How the hell did Leah McSweeney yeah. convert to Judaism? You know what? I actually think it makes a lot of sense because a lot of the values um, in Judaism and Catholicism are very similar. 
also the things about Catholicism that I really, like I haven't celebrated Christmas in many years. Have I had a Christmas tree? Sure. But I take my daughter and we're, we fly on Christmas day on the 25th with all the other, with all the Jews. And we go to the Caribbean, we go to Jamaica and it's us and a lot of Jewish people pretty much, you know, also. So when I was a kid in Catholic school, and this is no shade to Jesus or Catholicism. My mother is a devout Catholic. I respect it. I respect religious people, whatever. When I was in Catholic school, when we prayed, and when I would pray at home, because I really felt connected to God, I felt connected to God, not Jesus. And I really feel like I was praying to the God of the Jews, to Hashem, not Jesus, you know? And when I was 19 or 18, I read The Red Tent, which is a book about Jacob's wives, all his wives. One is Leah, right? Oh, and, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was fascinated. Growing up, I had a Jewish best friend. I had many Jewish friends, but my really best friend was Jewish. And I was very interested always in everything, in all of the holidays. And then when I was 26, I went and worked in the garment district and my business partners were two religious Jews. And I was talking to rabbis all day, every day. I've always been seeking the meaning, the spirituality, the why are we here, the who, you know, what's really going on and all of that. And I've done it. And I talked about in the book, I went to a Hare Krishna temple for two years. I've, you know, I've done a lot of stuff. I always kept coming back to Judaism. And so when the pandemic hit, I was like, I need to really do this shit because tomorrow was not promised and I need to make my life the way I want to. And I think I always thought, how can I convert? I'm exactly. I went to Catholic school. I'm Irish Italian. My mom is like a devout Catholic. I'm like, but I feel connected to this religion. So why shouldn't I go for it? Hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'll go through the process. And by the end, if I don't want to convert, I don't have to. I'll just go through the process. It'll be interesting. I went through the process which people thought was a storyline, which is insane because it's literally a two-year commitment, okay? This is a long time coming. Yeah, have you guys not seen uh, Sex in the City, how many times Charlie uh, got shot down? Three times, you know? <laughs> you know, and so I went through the, the motions. We didn't watch season 13, but when I, I you know, I was like, I'm going to convert Orthodox. And then, like, I converted at a conservative synagogue because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I didn't really, I was learning as I was going on and, you know, doing things, which it wasn't really covered much. And that's, I mean, that's, a, that's fine with me because it was super personal and uh, everything. So, you know, and now I'm Jewish. Uh, I think it was in late March or mid-March that I actually went to the mikveh and was, converted and did my Viet Din and everything. And yeah. Was that emotional for you? Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't like break down or anything. It was pretty surreal because I guess I've been thinking about that moment for a long time, but my rabbi, shout out Rabbi, Rabbi Zuckerman. He's so cool. He like FaceTimed his daughter in Israel and we talked to her and she was like, congratulations. And you know, it was great. It was really great. I love the Jewish people. I'm happy I'm Jewish. I really you also great. took on though the the Jewish like burden. Do you know? Yeah, but I, right. I don't see it as a burden. And I am like, you know what? I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be Jewish, I'm gonna be a proud Jew and like stand up for my people when I need to. And you know, you need to get a free trip to Israel out of this. I really do. I think I'm going to. 
I've had yeah. people like tell me that I can't. Yeah, because I'm assuming, listen, the whole thing is real though. Oh, you've been? Oh, you are such an interesting person, Liam and Sweeney. <laughs> okay, my little horny bees. Know you're horny. I know it. And sometimes you need, you know, you want to feel like a little hot and heavy with yourself. Okay, don't be ashamed. So spice it up, spice things up and explore your inner desires and fantasies by finding stories that match your mood on Dipsy. So Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. So you could be walking down the street or just laying in your bed, but wherever you want. And you could be listening to like literally just sexy audio. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters. No matter what you're into, who you're into, or what turns you on, I'm kind of getting hot right now, TBH. So you can find really intriguing stories about like a hot coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your yoga instructor. Like literally, guys, this is this is what we need in our lives. Like while husband's sitting across from me, it's like, mm-hmm, <laughs> he don't know. Okay. They have new content released every week. So literally in between listening to this podcast, you could be listening to these sexy stories. And now Dipsy is offering an extended 30 day free trial for my listeners. When you go to dipsystories.com slash not skinny. So it's spelled Dipsy D I P S E A dipsystories.com slash not skinny will get you 30 days of full access for free dipsystories.com slash not skinny. I don't know why all y'all aren't subscribed to Travel Zoo and why you're not getting their mail straight to your inbox for free. They have a top 20 that is released every Wednesday and features 20 of the best deals currently available. Their membership is free and simple. And all they do is literally search for the best travel experiences and negotiate the best deals and prices before it comes to your inbox. And with deals to top bucket list destinations like the Maldives, French Poly, Galapagos, South Africa, and so many more. And their accommodations are mostly four plus stars. Thank you very much. We bougie. So that comes straight to your inbox. And you know what? Sometimes you need travel inspo and you need direction because if not, then you're literally not going to go anywhere. And your B loves to travel and so do you. But sometimes it's like, oh, I don't feel like like looking for where and you know, what's the best deal? Travel Zoo will help you. So just as a member, you're going to get it delivered straight to your inbox. Their top 20 released every Wednesday and there um, it features the best deals currently available. So you guys check out Travel Zoo and sign up to become a member. Go to travelzoo.com slash sign up and their membership is free and simple, handpicked, curated, irresistible deals they have over at Travel Zoo. So does that mean Kiki's a Juno too? So, oh my God, listen to this. So of course, I was like, I think that Rob's, you know, the baby Pierre's dad, I think maybe his mother's mother was Jewish and fled to France. I like made this whole story up. I'm crazy. I'm like, I think she's like five, 10% Jewish. So I recently had her DNA done. I got it back two days ago. She's like 40% Italian and 60% Irish. <laughs> oh, no. Not, no. <laughs> I'm you like, here, you're not Jewish. She's like, I know you're upset right now, mom. It's okay. Oh, but does she, how does she feel about it? Like, does she feel like she's Jewish by kind of being your daughter or is she not taking that on at all? 
she's not taking that on. She's her own person. I had my first Passover Seder. I hosted it at my apartment. Her and her friends came over. They were like, I thought, I mean, to me, the next day I was like, wasn't that so much fun, Kiki? And she was like, not really. Like, it wasn't. I'm like, whatever. I had fun. Like, it was great. Did you follow all the, like, did you know what's on the Seder plate? Like, I don't even know. But you just learned it, probably. I just learned it. But of course, I was researching. And, you know, the thing is, you can do all the studying you want. It's hard to, like, you have to live it to know it and practice it. Like, by reading a book or text, like, that's not how you, like, do it. You have to just actually physically do it. I had two people here who were born Jews. So they helped me, you know, of course. I mean, I, I tried gefilte fish for the first time. You, like it? <laughs> you know what? It wasn't like as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's like an acquired, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. For those that don't know, gefilte fish is literally like if you put a bunch of weird fish in a blender and then blended it and then combined it with gelatin, then... <laughs> kind of is like that but like we like it in this weird fucked up way which is literally just an entrance like to like the fact that you had it just means you're officially a jew thank you do you feel like you only want to date jews now even though you dated a lot of jews before i've dated a lot of jews before i'm not dating at all and so I'm okay with that. With my luck, I'll like fall in love with a non-Jewish guy and be like, you have to convert, you know, or whatever. Not like I'm that, you know, but I don't know. I'm not dating. So I'm not even thinking about it. Why is it a decision? Like, or is it just not? I'm just not interested. Really? Yeah. People are, very, people are very weirded out by this. They're like, darn, don't you feel like something's missing from your life? Don't you like get horny. And I mean, I had my tagline, I'm sex positive. I totally fucking jinx myself with that because now I have no sex. It's crazy. You know what? I've just been like, I've been so busy, like with the book and everything and just like other stuff, like the brands and my kid. And I don't know. I just, I'm in a place of like, I'm just going with it. I'm not interested in dating. I'm not like horny. Like I'm just very focused on doing me and like taking, seizing every opportunity that I have right now. And like, I don't need to be distracted. Yeah. But yeah. Right. But you could still like get your groove on. No, I really don't have time. Like what? I go to sleep at 10 30. Like I'm very regimented. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I actually like, there was this one like young guy that I was like seeing for like two weeks and it was fun. Oh my God. Wait, no, I have to tell you about this. So I met a Jewish guy, but he's Orthodox. Wait, like had? Not I... sorry. He's modern Orthodox. Okay? I don't even know. So, so full transparency, I'm Jewish and fucking half Israeli, but still I, I get confused with all the things. So don't feel like, like, okay, so Orthodox. He's mo- he was, he's modern Orthodox. He doesn't like, he dresses normally. He doesn't wear a yarmulke all the time, but he's following strict, like he's kosher. He does not touch any electricity or Shabbat. Like, you know, it's pretty hardcore. He was hitting on me. I randomly met him, organically met him. That's very good looking, very like amazing banter back and forth. I like hadn't been horny in so long. Our phone conversations were everything. I was like, oh my God, I'm so fucking horny for this guy. He's hitting on me hardcore. He disappears during Passover. 
after Passover, I'm kind of like waiting for him to hit me up. He doesn't hit me back up. And then I hit him up. Like what happened? Like, I'm like, just tell me, I don't play games anymore. I'm almost 40 years old. Like, bro, just tell me what's good. You know? And I had a feeling it was related to me being a convert, but I wanted to know. And he's like, he's like, Oh, hi. And like talked all formal to me. I'm like, what? Like what happened? Why'd you stop flirting with me? Like what's going on? He's like, honestly, Leah, I'm sorry if I misled you. I can't marry a convert or a woman who's been divorced. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, I was an unwed mother. I wasn't divorced. And second of all, it's only one out of two. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I'm like, if you knew I was a convert, why did you flirt with me? You know, but then the more I talked to him and he opened up to me, he's really repressed sexually because of his education and stuff like, which, you know, no judgment. And I didn't judge him at all. He's like, do you, cause he was telling me that he has had sex with like non-Jewish women. I'm like, so you broke the rule already. He's like, I know it doesn't make any sense and it's illogical and it's hypocritical. I'm like, yo, I'm honestly not judging you. I obviously I'm Jewish. Like, and I would never judge like another Jew for like, yes, yeah, you pick and choose certain things that you want to do out of the religion. Like I get it. But that was a bummer, but I was definitely horny for him. So it's, listen, if I meet someone that interests me, I'm open, but I'm busy. I love that. Thank you. No, I do. I love that. Live your life, as Kourtney Kardashian would say, you know? <laughs> I'm living life. Live your life. Wait, I just want to ask about your parents regarding the Judaism thing. How did they take that? Um, Mom, not like happy. Not that happy. Bunny. She was like, yeah, Bunny was like, Judaism like I can kind of see you converting to Buddhism but like Judaism like I don't get it I feel like she doesn't even know like she's like Leah what now yeah exactly she's kind of like that she's like is this like another like what are you doing now like you found something else that you're like you know obsessed with or whatever but but what she doesn't realize is how many Jews become Buddhists I feel like a lot of Jews are into Buddhism oh I don't know you're like mom not Buddhism now but who knows right like and you're down the line. I mean, I'm, in, I'm interested in Buddhism too. Why not? It's great. Um, and your dad, you know, he's like in his own world. He's just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like he does, you know, and your sister, he's, I'm going to go one by one. She's great. Sarah's great. I mean, at first when I told her I was converting and I, yeah, she was, I was, well, when I told her I was converting Orthodox, she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? And then obviously I didn't do it, but like, she was definitely like, what? Like, she was like, definitely not about it. But that was if I was converting into like a very serious, like religious sect of Judaism, which obviously I didn't. But do you keep Shabbat? So I don't go on social media and I don't go on the news during Shabbat. I'm on my phone though. You know what? I, I, I'm like, my goal is to one day get to the point where I'm not on my phone at all. Because that actually sounds great or watch TV at all. But because of like Kiki, like I have to be like kind of, it's hard when you're alone, you know? Yeah. And like, no, and like you were saying with Judaism, it really is like a lot of Judaism isn't only being religious, it's like the spiritual and cultural aspect of being a Jew, which I feel like is what you connected with a lot from growing up. But um, I look at Yom Kippur, which like, I decided that I'm not fasting anymore. And I do like what you were saying. I do. I call it a virtual fast and it's so nice for me. And I really feel like in my own way, I am honoring Yom Kippur because social media for me is everything. 
you are. It's more, it's like more important than food to you. It's like more than food. So for me to say, I'm taking this day, not necessarily like to repent, but like I'm taking, I'm doing my own version of a fast. And I think that with Judaism, it's, it's, there's something nice to be able to pick and choose. Listen, there, there are people that don't eat that, you know, separate the milk and the cheese, but they, you know, eat with the same fork and knife. Like people choose how they want to do it. And, and it's fine. People say, oh, they eat rice during fucking thing. And they are like, wait, only Sephardic Jews eat rice on Passover. It's like, I'm (laughs) Sephardic. (laughs) (laughs) For this Passover, I'm Sephardic. You know what? I also had a rabbi's wife tell me that Shabbat, like what I give up on Shabbat should add to my life, not make it more complicated. So it adds to my life to be off social media and the news for actually to barely go on from Friday to Sunday, because now I'm like, I love not being on it that I just like keep it going. So through Sunday also. That's amazing. Oh yeah. Okay. So Roni season 13, from what I understood, wasn't the best season of life. Like, right. And, and there totally. is, is there still a question if it's coming back or not, or, or I heard it's going to be like the new, like new wines and combination or. Yeah. What I mean, do you, what do I, you know? I don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, I know only like what everyone else knows, which is like, there's a reboot and there's a Roni legacy. And I really don't know much more than that. Like, I've said this before, which it like got taken out of context, but like the way I go about my life is like that it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like I'm not banking on it to come back. I'm not banking on going back. Like I don't see it that way. Like doesn't mean I don't think I'm going to go back. It's just like, that's how I live my life because who the hell knows? Oh, I live my life that way too. If I have like a it, like it, an audition for going tomorrow or an interview for a job, I'll assume I'm not getting it. And if I get it, great. Exactly. Like Low expectations, people. Yeah, that's how I live my life. By the way, I just want to say it works for me in everything. If I, let's say Leanne and I make plans to have a drink or not because she's sober, <laughs> to have a coffee. And I go in my head, probably not going to be fun, whatever, if anything, I'll come home and be fine. I'll have the most fun because I always go in being like, and, and I'll see other people like getting excited to go to like an event or a party or whatever and be like, oh my God, like, ugh. And then they get disappointed. They're always disappointed. I'm always not disappointed because I'm always expecting it not to be good. Uh, same. <laughs> we're pessimistic. No, we're realist. It's realist. And I, I was in therapy and I remember her being like, we should like work on that. I was like, I actually don't want to. Yeah. Because I like it. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to assume you're not, but if you were, do you think they would tell you to go to Legacy Reboot or Legacy? I don't know. But the thing is, like, I don't, like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine being on the Reboot because I'm like, wait, now I'm on with, like, a bunch of people that I don't know again. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. And what, like, who else is going to be on it? Like, I don't know. Like I, when I don't necessarily, yeah, I can't see that. Honestly. I'm going to vouch for you right now because I'm sure people are listening and saying, Oh yeah, my ass. She doesn't know. No, she I doesn't don't. know. I'll, most reality stars don't know. Like they get told when it's like, you know what I mean? So you're, um, I, I believe you and I want everyone to believe you that you're still in the dark about it. Oh yeah, I totally am. 
I wonder the when, and I wonder who, and I wonder, like, I want, but what do you think of the idea? Like, what's your opinion about this separation of, you know, I think that like, I guess time will tell if it was a good idea or not. I thought we were all going back, all of us, like every single one of us that was on the last season. And then they were going to add like three more people. Like I figured we were all doing it. So yeah. How did you feel when Dorinda got the vote? Sad. I mean, like, fuck, like now, like, who do I have on the show? She was kind of my, like, you know, she backed back me up <laughs> you know well, and you would secretly probably rather Ramona get the boot though I don't want anyone I don't wish for anyone to get the boot you know um I don't think like that but like no and I actually don't because like Ramona's also my sparring partner yeah like yeah <laughs> and also like she's like work like she works you know like she works hard like she wants to make a good show like she, like I respect her, you yeah, know. Yeah, but um, people, I people really done for her. Like I mean, I look. At, the thing is with me and reality TV, like if I don't know, like you, I've met before, but it's like I look at Ramona like a TV character, like, right. and I'm sure being like being friends with her, or having a film with her, having like whatever feels different. But when I watch her, like I choose to not view her as a person. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think don't so. get like a fit. I'm like she's a like a character to me well she kind of is at this point I think (laughs) you know like I think she is after doing it for so long but I also think that like that's how a lot of people view us period on tv even if when you're doing reality it's like people are like "Mm, okay this is like not a real person this is like uh, she's here for my entertainment and um, or like for me to be taking you know oh my god you know what my therapist calls it my therapist calls it vicarious sadism because people like to see people fight people like to see people fail or like have a hard time like people get some sick pleasure out of it I often feel like we're like the housewives franchise specifically like we're like you know back in like the Roman times when like for fun, like there'd be the stadium and then like someone goes in and a lion goes in, like, and then they watch the person get like eaten up. That's kind of like housewife viewers. They're like, yeah, I got that fucking bitch, you know, like fuck her up. Like, it's like, whoa, you know? Were you it's doing crazy. your Teresa right now? What? Were you doing your Teresa Judice right now? Was that, was that me doing? I don't Teresa? know. I feel like this last season of Jersey, she really is the, the gladiator in the ring. Like yeah. the, those fights. Well, she's my, I mean, I think she's the ultimate housewife. Would you go in Jersey? I mean, I don't think I would move to New Jersey. Right. So that would be hard. Yeah. But I do, I mean, I love, I like all of them. Yeah. They bring it. They bring it. Okay. You guys for sure saw those cute little star shaped pimple patches. Haley Bieber is always wearing, or you for sure saw it on your Instagram feed because us bees. Love it. And those are Starface's best-selling Hydro Stars. It's made of 100% hydrocolloid. It's pimple patch that helps reduce inflammation, absorb fluid, and shrinks those spots overnight. And listen, sometimes I want to have a little pimp so I could wear the cute star thing, okay? Because I'm a basic bee and so are you. So don't even pretend. I also love Starface's other products like their 
foaming cleanser that washes away makeup and dirt and oil and doesn't strip your skin. Uh, mostly I love their uh, daily body wash. It's called Outer Space and it's great for regular skin, but also for acne prone skin and it helps hydrate and it uh, really exfoliates. Check out Starface and their pimple patches and their other products. And you could shop their entire collection at starface.world. And for a limited time, they're offering all my not skinny one off out listeners 15% off your first order at checkout. So the code is not skinny 15. Okay. The code is not skinny 15 off your first order. And the website is starface.world. And the code is not skinny 15 to get 15% off your first order. Starface.world. Okay, you guys have definitely, definitely heard about taking care of your vajay with special soap for your vajay and special uh, wash for it, right? It would make sense. It's really great to have a product like PhD for feminine health and, and know that you can use a soap up in there. Okay. And they also have best-selling, holistic, affordable boric acid suppositories that are really, really good for vaginal odor. And those are available at retailers nationwide. But I really love their sensitive foam wash because it is really great to wash up in there with something specific for there. Thank you very much. You know, when I put like regular soap, it just like feels like it's not supposed to go there. You know, it just feels like it's not supposed to go there. And thank God for PhD and their holistic solutions for your vagina. They also have uh, moisturizing suppositories for vaginal odor and they moisturize your vagina, you guys. You can also check them out on Amazon and Target. So it's uh, easy to come by. All right. And if you guys want to check them out and uh, get a little get a little um, incentive over here, uh, then you can go to phdfeminineheadth.com slash win to receive a free summer gift basket, which contains cruelty free deluxe size beauty and lifestyle products, a retail value of over $100 plus a $500 visa gift card. Go to uh, phdfeminineheadth.com slash win. Also get 20% off all products right now. Use code NOTSKINNY. Go to phdfeminineheadth.com slash win and use code NOTSKINNY for 20% off all products. I wanted to ask, because I saw in your book, you talked about every housewife and like what you learned and you were so positive about yeah. them that I was like, Leah, yeah. what's happening? Well, look, I'm not going to use my book. Like, I didn't want, like, I don't, I'm not going to use my book to like be like spew negativity about, obviously I could say something bad about all of them also, right. but like who wants to live like that? You know, like, and a couple of them I'm not even talking to, but what I said in the book about them, I meant it regardless yeah. of anything else. You so know, you were, oh, you were trying to find something like that you learned from each house, like regardless if, okay. Because not everyone's all bad or all good. And like, you can't just like hate everything about a person or whatever, or like everything about a person. So I just wanted to talk about the positives that I took away from each woman that I've worked with. Yeah. And who are you in touch with right now? Right now, I'm in touch with Tinsley. Uh, I talk to all the time. Dorinda, I talk to often. 
I'm in touch with Luann. Both are not on the show. Both are not on the show. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I talked to uh, Luann and Ramona I've like talked to. Sonia and Ebony I haven't talked to in a, a while. Yeah, like Dolores. I guess that doesn't count. <laughs> I know. I feel like you would vibe with Jersey. I know. I would. I would. I mean, I would. I'd have fun. You would. Yeah. But you would go back regardless of like, of, of if it was reboot or if it was legacy, or do you feel like for the reboot, you said you wouldn't? I think it depends on like who, uh, look, I, I would love to have another season, but obviously I think, and I, I love working with Bravo. I just think it would have to depend on like, who's going back. What does it look like? What I don't know anything. Like I literally don't know anything. So like, yeah, but would I go back? Like, yeah, yeah, I'd go back. Yeah. It's such a That's wild that. ride to put yourself through that every time. Because like you said, you were saying before, you know, is that new it's not new for somebody to have a really good season and then a, a less good season. I see it on like with other people that I know that are on reality TV. And it scares me to even watch new people go on. And let's say have a, that good season. Everyone be like, oh, this person, there's nothing bad to say about them. We love them. And I'm like, oh, because that scares me because it almost always means that wait for it because. It was actually like the audience, like even before the show aired, was already like gunning for me to like not like me or to find things wrong with what I did. Like, not, like there's nothing I could have done that would have changed anything. But also I'm not here to be liked by people. Mm. Like I never came into the show to be liked by people. Like really? I came here to be myself. I came here to be authentic to me. Like, so if that means people not liking me and also there's still a lot of people who do like me. No, people like you. No, people do like me. It's just like this very... You know, the people who like leave comments on like every housewife fan page and like these people, like it's weird. Like, I'm sorry, but it's fucking weird. You know? Yeah. The people that matter like me. <laughs> the people that matter like you. And you said something interesting that it was weird for you to be recognized because of housewives, because kind of admit it sounded like you were saying that you were kind of in the circles before of like art people, like socialites, like all this stuff. And then all of a sudden being recognized because you're on, on, on the show was weird. I have a brand that's been around for so long that like Rihanna's worn a very long time ago, like multiple times, you know, and like Tara Levine has worn and like Sierra has worn and Fergie and like, uh, you know, it's almost like to be reduced to being a one-dimensional character is gotcha. weird for me because it's, I'm the opposite of, I, I want to feel the opposite of that. And like, I live my life to, I, I want to try everything. I want to do everything. I want to seize every opportunity that comes my way. And I think to be reduced to like a one-dimensional character, it, it's difficult. I totally understand. I totally understand what you mean. Cause you have so much, so many other things going on and some people know, some people don't, but it's also like, I've been around and it's not like I came out of the womb onto this reality show and I'm just Leah McSweeney who hangs out with Ramona and Luann. 
Exactly. And it's weird because you're only getting to see me as the person that's dealing with this environment with these specific women. And that's all you get to see. Right. That's what's weird about the housewives that the format kind of hasn't changed with the times with a lot of other reality shows. It's like, you know, they take kind of another route where it's like, we get to see like specific individuals' lives, like what they do, their businesses or whatever. I love how I'm like secretly thinking about the Kardashians and not saying it. No, I know Um, what you were thinking about. (laughs) I know you're thinking about them, but also they have a totally different thing where it's like, they get to, they like get to hang out with their family, which is cool. Right. And they get to fucking have control over their, it's their show. Right. And I know that's a difference, but what I meant is like with the new Hulu show, I know they're trying to show like less do like, even though the way you guys have your like trips together and have to hang out, they had to do that for a long time with family gatherings. And I feel like this season they don't as much, but I think it would be interesting to spice up the format and see people's lives a little bit because the viewers are savvy and older and like I knew from the beginning when I had you on, like, I'm like, sh- your cup of tea isn't these people. Like you wouldn't be like, you're interesting. You're funny. But like, you don't necessarily, like, those are not necessarily, but, but that's the show. Um, yeah, and, exactly. and, and I get why you said that in your book that like, you want to be more than just that, but you obviously appreciate the opportunities. Oh, it's been great. It's been great. Like even like, having a rough season still it's still awesome and amazing things have come from it and like again like it's not everybody gets to experience what it's like for better or for worse you know not everything is gonna be all rainbows and you know what if you had your bad season at least you know that like that's over oh it actually is great and like made me like so no, I don't want to say stronger. That's like a cliche, but like, <laughs> I just like, but you know, but I just don't like, I really don't give a fuck as much like at all. Like we're like Michael Rappaport and the woman now. <laughs> when I see you guys together, I'm like, Oh no. I love him. I know. He's great. He's Wait, so he has a wife. Yes. Okay. No, not that I was. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't thinking I know that his dad lives in my building like no, below me yeah that's so funny I know I want to like ask about him because I feel like there's not a relationship but I didn't yet wow you I should know. have on the show the dad no Michael Rappaport <laughs> I should have him on the show we totally should okay you guys know I'm a home for <laughs> you guys know I am obsessed with uh, meal delivery services. Any food you want to send me, please freaking do. And I love trying them out. And Splendid Spoon is one of my faves because it just saves me time. Your girl doesn't have time to cook, okay? And I just love their smoothies. I love their dishes. And it's plant-based. So it makes me feel really good about myself. Makes me feel like an organic green queen like court, but even maybe better. So Splendid Spoon, their meals are shipped right to your door, ready to eat. And the only thing you'll have to actually do is press start on your microwave. Thank you. Thank you for not making me do anything more. It just really fits into my schedule and they have meal plans for everyone and their meal plans are customizable 
and 100% plant-based, gluten-free, GMO-free, always plenty of vegetables, healthy fats, whole grains, and spices from all over the world. I really love their vegan meatballs and marinara noodles, but they also have really exciting dishes like cauliflower tikka soup, but their smoothies are my go-to. Love the smoothies because you could take them on the go. So check out Splendid Spoon. Just go to splendidspoon.com slash not skinny and you'll get $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's $50 off at splendidspoon.com slash not skinny. So we talked about you being in the circles before um, of New York and stuff. So, you know, I'm going to have to ask you the Julia Fox thing, how you're related to that. You know her. Tell me. Yeah. And again, I'm going to only say this because she said it first. So I know that I'm not breaking anonymity because when I went on her podcast, she was like, can I tell them how we met? And I said, yes, you can. I was her sponsor in AA. That's how we met. But like, and so I've known her and like her friends, Richie and Brianna and her whole little crew, you know, like for a long time. And like, she what was, year was this? Like 2010. So you went so so that if you were her sponsor, that means you were so, you were sober completed. So two thousand nine, uh, like if it, like that's when I first got sober was two thousand nine, and I think like a year later is when I started sponsoring her, I guess. And uh, but like I I mean she on the I was like I probably wasn't a great sponsor. She's like no you were you said something and like I still remember it and I used it. I was like okay good you know. But then like we stayed friendly and she was in some of my like one of my lookbooks like one of my ads and I like wheat pasted the photos everywhere. Like I did all these like cool shirts that, that had bitchisms. That's what I call it. And this amazing photographer, Chris Kennedy shot Julia in the shirts. And then we wheat pasted it all over the city. So we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. So what did you think when all the Kanye stuff, were you like, cause I feel like she had the same energy as that line in your book where she's like, bitch, I've been around. (laughs) Like everyone was kind of finding out about her through Kanye. Me too. Yes. But, but when I, you know, deep dove a little bit and the vibe was like, no, she's been around. Oh yeah, exactly. Like when I saw the whole Kanye stuff, I was like, oh, this is like great. Like this is going to like, like shoot her into like the, you know, hemisphere of like pop culture. And like, you know, she's, always been very interesting and like very just doing her own thing, you know, like, and not giving a fuck what anybody else thinks. Um, So I was like, I'm like, I don't think Kanye even like, I don't think, I don't was like, I don't think Kanye can even handle her. Like forget her handling him. Like she's very interesting and very smart. She's a very interesting. That's a really great way to put it. How yeah. wild that that's connected. I wonder if like other people in AA knew like putting the two of you together, well, like that you would both be like in this world. But like in AA, like it's not like people put you together as a sponsor and sponsee. Like someone has to ask you to sponsor them. Oh, so she asked you. Asked me to sponsor her, yeah. Probably because, like, I was sharing insane things. And she was like, oh, she's a crazy bitch. So I'm going to ask her to fucking work with me. And so she was, I think, like, my first sponsee, too. Um, yeah. You still sponsor? Or can you, can you still sponsor? I, I mean, I, 
I actually can't right now because I have to have one year of sobriety. And even though I haven't drank in two years, I was smoking weed, but now I stopped. So like I started my day count again and I'm kind of like recommitting to the, the program, you know? Why did you stop smoking weed? Because I want to totally be sober and feel everything. Was weed though good for you? Like did it calm you? I didn't think it was good for me. I think I just, I think I just was holding on to it because I didn't want to fully be like, sober. You were California sober. I was California sober, um, which no judgment to people who are, I think if it works for you, that's great. You know, like I don't judge people, however you get sober, great. But if it works, if it's working, let it work. And alcohol though, was your main thing. Like back in the day too, it wasn't. No, back, no, back in the day, I was on tons of drugs. Tons of drugs, Leah? Oh yeah. Ooh, listen, yeah. a drug hook will get a bitch. Yeah, it's a major drug hook. Well, good for you, first of all, for like being sober. Thank you. That's amazing. And and being in, in the industry that you're in and going through everything. And I saw also on your Instagram that you were posting like anxiety, you were struggling with anxiety lately and you started taking meds, which thank you for being vocal about that. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You actually, when I posted something like this is my first day without anxiety and depression in like two months and you were like, Baruch Hashem. <laughs> you <wrote that. laughs> I did. Yeah. You know, I, I started, like I had like the, it's interesting because in my book I talk about how I haven't had, because I was bi- diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder on my actual 30th birthday. Like I was on August 27th, on my 30th birthday, I was sitting in my psychiatrist's room and he's like, you have bipolar 2 disorder. And I'm like, what? what the fuck are you talking about? And I talked in the book about how I haven't had a serious depression since, which is the shitty part about bipolar disorder is the depression part. Not when you're like hypomanic, you know, because you feel great during that. I ha- I talk about in the book how I haven't had a depression and since 2016 or 2017, but then I had one, I had a really bad depression again in January for like two months. I was unable to really function and I didn't think I was going to be able to go on the book tour. Like it was really fucked up. And I had that, like, like I had to change the, but the other thing is I went off my medication. Why? Yeah, that's the thing. I guess because I was probably in one of my hypo, like, You're manic. Good. Yeah, I was like, I don't need this. And I was not focusing on my mental health as much as I should have been. I wasn't, like, taking care of myself. I was more, like, taking care of my appearance, but not the way I felt, you is know? Is the medication like, for bipolar 2 specific to that, or is it antidepressant? No, it was an antidepressant. I was on Lexapro and I'm not even sure like how well it was working to be honest, but, um, I just, I crashed. Like I just really crashed and I'll never know if it was from, I'm assuming it was from going off the meds, but I think like I, I hadn't really dealt with my grandmother's death in like a proper way. And I had, I just, I had two months of just, I was pretty, it was pretty devastating. Actually. So it was like, depression and anxiety, right? It was both. Yeah, it was really cool. Like I was having full body like panic attacks to the point where like the doctor was like giving me like hardcore like medication, like sedatives and, and it wasn't working. Like it wasn't like I would still feel my, my arms go numb. Like when I'm yeah, having I know like, that. Oh. Panic, I get really nauseous and um, like I was trying to go for walks, but then I like couldn't walk because I was like too tired and I don't know. It was it was honestly like I maybe I needed a wake up call to like go back to therapy and to like never take 
my mental health for granted ever again. Like I think I was taking it for granted and I wasn't taking care of myself the way I should have been. And now how are you feeling? Oh, I feel a lot better. I never, I thought I was like never going to laugh again. Like I was like, I don't know how I'm even going to like live alone. Like Rob, my mother like had to stay with me for two weeks and then Rob basically moved in with me for like a month. Oh, Rob is the best. I know. He's, that's a good, he's a good guy. But I didn't want to be alone. Like, I didn't want Kira to just stay with him and then I'd be alone in the house. And like, I couldn't, it was bad. Like, I can't even, it was really, it was scary. Did you go back on meds? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not. Lexapro again? No, it stopped working. I'm actually on Wellbutrin and Pristique. Pristique is an SNRI. So it's a serotonin, um, neurofibromyalgia, Benadryl, I can't pronounce it. Um, uptake inhibitor. Wait, no. Re reuptake inhibitor. And instead of just serotonin. So it affects both of those chemicals. And then Wellbutrin is a totally different kind of antidepressant. But yeah, the I'm cocktail doing great. is working. The cocktail is working, knock on wood. I would not wish on my worst enemy. Even if you did the worst shit to me, I would never wish on you what happened to me in January? I would not. And I'm just like, I'm lucky because I have like the means to like go to a doctor or like go to a hospital if I needed to or whatever. Like think about how many people don't and mental health, like help is so hard. It's so expensive. A lot of doctors don't take insurance and you have to, it's horrible. And so I just recently like started working with this organization called NAMI and they offer free mental health services to people in need in New York city. So they're amazing. And any, if anyone. NAMI, N-A-M-Y. N-A-M-I. M-I. That's amazing. First of all, I want to say how happy I am that you're feeling better. When I saw you post about that, I've been there and I think that it's so, and who knows, you know, you never know if you'll get, like you were saying, like you hadn't had in a while and you you're like, oh, I'm great. And then, but it really helps people when they see people share about it. Even me that I know, like I'm, I have anxiety, I take medication. It's still, when I see people share about it, first of all, I feel their pain immediately. Like I know all the things they're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, that's why when people use the word like anxious, you know, on the fly, I'm like, yeah, like, really? yeah. But are you actually like, yeah, having- like, I was having anxiety attack before I went out. I'm like, were you? Don't use it in vain, yeah. but I think you sharing about it to your followers and platform, probably, first of all, I'm sure you got so many messages of people that were probably telling you their experiences and, and yeah, but you know what I think, I don't know if everybody picked up, I wasn't on social media a lot in January, February, like, and I'm not sure how many like people, not a lot of people like caught on, I don't think like, you know, like you, you did, you did like in. I knew that you did because of what you said when I posted that thing. But of course, some people did hit me up and all that. But yeah, be having mental health issues, it's so lonely sometimes. And like sharing about it also helps me have compassion for myself because I beat myself up over loot. I was like, how did I get this? How did this happen to me again? Like how did it happen? Yeah. And I'm, I I feel like, you feel like why it's totally like a whiny how this happened? Am I the person that needs to be on two types of medication? Me, Leah, it's like this, you yeah. don't understand how, but at the end of the day, what I always tell myself about meds is 
if somebody's sick and has diabetes, you take medication. Exactly. So it shouldn't be any different. And no, there should really shouldn't be a stigma. Of course, the, the issue is I was over medicated in, in a lot on a lot of years back in the day. And you know, it has to be the right medication. Or the wrong medication is really bad. But I will never go off my fucking meds. If anyone sees me saying that I'm going off my meds on Instagram, you better fucking call my mother or fucking like, my oh, sister. Call 911. Exactly. <laughs> I also tried when I wanted to get pregnant. I even though I, I understood that the SSRI I was on was safe. Yeah. Um, I still was like, I want to be just like clean and get pregnant. I'm totally fine. And I like, did that whole thing, got off of it, relapsed or whatever that is like anxiety came back. And again, you never know. Is it placebo? Like, is it in our mind? Like we went off of it. Is it a combination of things that had just happened to you or just happened to me? Yep. Um, and then, but I swore to myself, it's kind of like, you're like, if I say this, come get me. I swear to myself when I got off, I was like, but if it comes back, and I have bad days, I'm not fighting it again. Like I'm gonna, you know, seek help right away. And that's what I want to tell to anybody listening is don't neglect your mental health. Don't feel like you are less than for seeking help for it or uh, it's treatment. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I, I, I don't know. It was really quite, it was, it was a dark time. It was quite, it was quite the storm, you know, it was quite the storm, but Everything I try to look at as a blessing, I learned many things from that, and I will take all those things I learned moving forward. Well, I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm glad that the cocktail is working and that your book (laughs) is out to the world. So everybody go pick up a copy of Chaos Theory. Yes. Finding meaning in the madness, one bad decision at a time. (laughs) Finding meaning in the madness, one bad decision at a time. And Leah, you're amazing. I can't wait to see what I'll, I'll do next because it's, it's not a, it's not a heavy read. It's very, very doable. And it's very much written in your voice. And I want to know everything that happened in your very exciting life. (laughs) Very exciting, insane life. Thank you. Oh my God. Of course. Anytime. We'll appreciate it. Thank you. Bye babe. Great. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Not Skinny But Not Fat. Follow me on Instagram at Not Skinny But Not Fat. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Rate the podcast that you love so much on Apple Podcasts and write a little review. If you tell me you did, I'll give you a big virtual smoocheroo. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next Tuesday. 